Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Find us at chrisannhall.com, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L, and at libertyfirstuniversity.com, where we have just put up our most recent two classes, courses uh, on the general welfare and the... um, Commerce clauses, which I will show you are two of the most abused portions of the U.S. Constitution in the effort to expand federal power. And it's interesting because the commerce clause is uh, something that is going to be part of our, our show today. So those of you who are Liberty First University students and you still haven't seen that we have those new courses up, go to libertyfirstuniversity.com and sign in as your student password and see those new courses. I believe, I, I promise you, all of the, the um, propaganda that we have heard over the last, I don't know, maybe 50, 60 years, will, uh, it is so simple, it will just fall away. And it's unbelievable, once again, how clear our, the drafters of our Constitution were when they, when they talked about how these clauses will be used. And you know, JC, when I teach these classes, uh, I guess when I'm researching these classes, when I'm writing these classes, the one thing that always is, is just mind-boggling to me is the very questions that I see in society, the very questions I see proffered by lawyers, the very questions I see offered by politicians, are the very same questions that our founders, that the drafters and ratifiers of our Constitution had as they were drafting these, these portions, where they were drafting the Constitution as a whole. And not only did they have these questions, they provide the answers we walk around like they can't possibly even know what we're living in today and there's no resource there and we got to kind of make it up or or figure it out in our in our you know ever expansive brains that we have you know more smarter than they were kind of thing and it's just it's absolutely amazing to me how clear they are when they speak yeah well that's that part of you know, those who don't know their history are doomed to repeat it. Uh, you right. always repeat, re- you repeat the mistakes, right? right? It's the ultimate consequence of that. You don't know your history, you repeat its mistakes. Th- this is just repeating it. You just keep having the same discussion because y- you don't look at but where this discussion was already had. And then as a result, 
you make the same mistakes. Well, but not only that, JC, we repeat the discussions and come to the wrong conclusions. Right. That's how you make mistakes because yeah. you don't have the wisdom you, we don't and, have and the knowledge wisdom, that no. they had. They were looking, they themselves were looking at a history mm-hmm. uh, and a body of knowledge that, right. that uh, you know, sent them to the right conclusions. And, and right. we've neglected both that body of knowledge plus the history of their discussions. And now we just keep spinning our wheels, keep repeating this stuff, and ended up in the wrong place. Well, we had our State of the Union show yesterday. And so we're going to be offering the Chris Ann Hall show uh, listeners a State of the Union free zone today. This is your safe space if you don't want to talk about Nancy Pelosi's condescending applause and what that means for the relationship in the government. This is your your safe zone, your your free zone from all of the Ocasio-Cortez and uh, Bernie Sanders discussions and what did Trump say and what he didn't say. So maybe we'll talk about those things later this week, but for today this is your state of the union safe zone i would like to note what what uh, this this uh amplifies or really not amplifies but shines the light on the pettiness the petty oh, nature of journalism today this yes. is, i notice this often i look at headlines i look at what is considered news which is to say what they report on yeah and i think back to <laughs> that's a good one what is considered yeah news? i think back of I mean, I, I think back maybe teenager, 20s, kind of looking at news Juvenile. and looking at headlines. Mm-hmm. I, I never saw, like, this sort of thing was not news, was not the headlines. They would never right. talk about, like, the pettiness of a a uh, particular representative or some sort of petty story. That was not considered news. Uh, now, no, it was like it's often, what you saw on late night with... Yeah, television. yeah, it was sort it's of tabloid what you saw. Right, it was very tabloid stuff. Now, stuff. this is the kind of garbage uh, mm-hmm. that people, like Washington Post, I mean, that's supposed to be some a big name, Yes, uh, has stature, and it, it's so tabloid, it's crazy. Like, this is how Nancy Pelosi clapped. Really? That's that's the centerpiece of your reporting? I mean, oh, no, it no, no, shows no, that, you how see, petty these people well, are. Well, it shows you how petty society has become, because when it happened... Everything shut down on on Twitter and on Facebook and on Instagram. Everything shut down. And everybody talked about, uh, you know, you you scan the headlines. society thinks the show Manifest is amazing. So, you know, (laughs) what what, what is there to be surprised about? Right, 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 right. Oh, just as a quick reminder, uh, JC will be teaching his more than uh, victims, America's forgotten uh, no, how did you, Americans hidden black history. That's how that works. In Charlotte, North Carolina on Saturday, on Sunday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. at Victory Christian Center, 7228 Old Pineville Road, Charlotte, North Carolina. Go to chrisannhall.com. Make sure you find out where that is and go. This one is worth a drive. I mean, I think all of them are worth a drive. We have people that drive. Are you amazed sometimes, JC, how far people drive? (laughs) (laughs) I'm shocked. I mean... We've had we have people who love oh liberty, absolutely love liberty. I'm in several of these states, and somebody walks up and goes, "I drove six hours to be here." What? I know, okay. right? 
Well, you know, it's because I they I feel love like liberty. I ought to give you something. Like I know. Let me give you something. A, here's a present or something. <laughs> something. Reward. You get a trophy. You get a trophy. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for those of you who love liberty so much that you recognize you you want to have real treat. Uh, you know, th- this kind of solid teaching. So it's called. More Than Victims, America's Hidden Black History. Give me a little clip, JC. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but just give me a little, you know, give me 30-second whatever clip. Well, the people on this show have heard reference to to what we'll be teaching many times. Mm-hmm. And so it basically... Well, something that they can feed to their friends and say, this is something you don't want to miss. Yeah. Um, I mean, the first one, Christmas Addicts. You know, I as I was telling... A, radio host yesterday we were talking to quite frankly quite frankly radio (laughs) um you know i lay it out a lot of times when i run into people uh in the streets and you know hotels restaurants whatever um hey you happen to know the name of the first man to give his life for every american's liberty you know Mm -hmm. no i don't know that Mm -hmm. you know well it was a black man crispus addicts you know that kind of stuff um Wentworth Cheswell, hey, did you know there was an African-American patriot who made the midnight ride of Paul Revere? You ever heard of that? Thought Paul Revere did it by himself, right? You know, so going to Wentworth Cheswell, talk about that. So a lot of it is just, you know, the message is. You should have had your Wentworth Cheswell yeah, shirt on today. But the, the message <laughs> is here are these people. It's it's basically all uh, uh, what I call the black or African-American founding fathers and mm-hmm. mothers. They they did amazing things. They were politicians, patriots, um business owners, influential people prior to the Emancipation Proclamation. Mm-hmm. So the so the message is look at look at these folks, look at what they achieved, what they did when slavery actually actually existed. Actually existed. Like it wasn't just an excuse. I think that's important. This is prior to the Emancipation yeah. Proclamation. This it wasn't used as an as an excuse, you know, mm-hmm. for your non achievement. It actually existed and these people achieved. So why would you, as I'm talking to these people, why right. the message is why would you accept this victim narrative, this victim uh, message and let it become a self-fulfilling prophecy in your life when those that came before you, your ancestors, didn't allow the literal things that were happening that you now use an excuse. They didn't let it hold them back. And so that's kind of the message. And, and, and certainly well, in a spiritual that. context, it's, it's ungodly. It's unbiblical. Right. It's unspiritual. No Christian should should carry a message like that. No Christian should live out a message like that. The Bible says we are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens mm-hmm. us. So this is, a, I mean, it's impact. It's certainly impactful for Christians who listen right. to this to right. realize, wait a minute, you walk around saying this, you walk around repeating this, you walk around making these excuses. This is ungodly. Well, I think that's, that's the important part. Uh, that's the thing that really, I think resonates with me is the fact that, Hey, look, um, you're creating your own reality and there are there's a message around you that surrounds you and envelops America today that is a lie meant to keep you in that situation and just and what I love about this course JC is just that little drops of truth shatter that entire uh, paradigm, that entire l- wall of lie that we've been living in for, oh my goodness, since 1865. So, yep. you know, I, I don't think people realize how dangerous the idea is that um, most people believe in America, white, black, everybody, most people believe that that black people were not free 
until the Emancipation Proclamation. And you know what that teaches? That teaches that every black person in America has the federal government to thank for their freedom, that they would not be free had it not been for the federal government. And so the federal government is your savior, it is your protector, and it is your provider when history is the exact opposite. Yeah, we recently heard what you just said from a um from a history professor who just just had written a, one of the most recent mm-hmm. biographies about Frederick Douglass, and, yeah. and somebody was he was talking to somebody on a show uh, call in, and and he agreed with the caller, and he said, yeah, you know, true, every uh, every African American was a slave at that time. Like, wh- what? Are you crazy? You're you're a historian, <laughs> and you just wrote a book about Frederick Douglass, and he he agreed. Uh, everybody was a slave prior to the Emancipation Proclamation. That's mm-hmm. utter nonsense, and so. This is the kind of this is the kind of uh, uh, garbage that this combats. Charlotte, Sunday, 7 p.m. See you there. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. If you are not a student at Liberty First University, will you go check us out? LibertyFirstUniversity.com, where you will find an education on the Constitution that you cannot find anywhere else. Uh, we break it down for you, bottom shelf. It's not You don't have to be a professor or a, or a scholar of 10 years to understand the Constitution. You just need somebody to show you how easy it is, and we can do that for you. We'll just, turn you into your own scholar. FYI, I'm a white guy with black heritage. <laughs> Somebody listen to the radio there. I know. And then they watch the YouTube. And then watch the YouTube. I, I thought JC was black. Is he biracial? <laughs> yes. Uh, y- yes. Yes. <laughs> no to A. Uh, yeah. Yes to B. That That's funny because when you were, uh, before people knew about your your black family heritage, uh, you would preach, right? And then as a preacher, people were like, oh, call, uh, JC, you sound like a black preacher. You preach like a black man. <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. Very passionate. (laughs) So I want to remind everybody, we talked about this some time ago, but this is coming up and I won't, I don't want it to fall off our radar. This is something we got to look at. The Supreme court is going to, uh, hear the first, uh, second amendment case, uh, ever since 2010, which, uh, will be the first case for this new quote unquote Supreme court. And remember, it has to do with the Commerce Clause and guns. It has to do with New York laws about transporting guns across state lines, uh, across uh, and from actually not just simply across state lines, but from your home. So in New York, if you have a gun in your home, the only place by law that you can take your gun is to a specific gun range, right? So they think there's one of seven gun ranges that you can actually transport your gun to. If you are not on your way to that one of those seven places, you are breaking the law. So if you have two homes, you can't take your gun from one home to another. If you own your business, 
You cannot take your gun from your home to your business to to protect yourself. You can't you you have to have there's only one place you can actually take your gun. Uh, unless you're purchasing it, then you can buy it and then take it home. So the case is uh alleging that this is a violation of the commerce clause and uh how it's violating that. What I find interesting JC is that our modern application of the commerce clause is completely outside that of what our founders intended for the Commerce Clause to be. And not only that, uh, we are going to get a chance to see, and and I know it's wrong, JC, you can tell me I'm wrong, whatever. It's going to be interesting to see the 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 modern interpretation of the Commerce Clause actually bite those people in the backside. Because this Aaron application of the Commerce Clause is actually going to be used against New York in this if the Supreme Court uh, overturns this law. Mm -hmm. Because in reality, New York has the authority to determine its commerce within the borders of its states. That is the meaning of the Commerce Clause is for external uh, transport. It is from state to state kind of thing. So uh, if they're going to use the Commerce Clause properly, they could say uh, you're interfering with the commerce of New Yorkers to transport their gun from New York to another state. Well, the kind of weird thing is looking at some of the discussions that are being had. The question they're asking in their discussion is whether a person has a... So they're saying... Uh, referencing Heller, that a, mm-hmm. that it's an individual right, and now they're saying, well, does a person have that individual right just inside their home? Yeah, well, that's the Which question. A, what a wacky perspective. Well, that's it, just that's weird. the result of the way Heller was written. That's what happens when the Supreme Court tries to be politically correct. They wanted, they had some justices that wanted to do the right thing. With the Second Amendment, they had some justices that wanted to do the politically correct thing, and then some justices who just don't care about the right that, to keep and bear arms. Right? That's so, the issue of being narrow. What yeah, they call right. it narrow. What they ruling. do narrow. It's not narrow. Um, so they keep nitpicking at it. Exactly. Exactly. So this is wow. the ex- and, and and when Heller came out, this is exactly where I said it was going to go. You know, because of the narrow way they do that. And remember, each. Supreme Court opinion is specific to the case that it deals with. And so now you're going to have to go back and just chisel away and chisel away and chisel away until we get to either a completely wrong conclusion or a more right conclusion. Can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris and Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Yeah, JC stepped out for just one second. <laughs> Here he comes back. And uh, <laughs> welcome back to the show, JC. I hate to see I say I had to see a man about a dog. But you did have to I see actually him. had to deal I with, thought you with were gonna the dog. Put him outside. He was wanting to go outside. So I wanted to make a political <laughs> observation okay, about that, the please. last thing that may be counterintuitive to folks because you mm-hmm. you mentioned this is this the first up. case in eight years, first case since 2010. Um, 
so a couple of things that that kind of jump out in relation to that. Uh, I've said this before. It's counterintuitive, and a lot of people don't like it. But the Second Amendment issue is very visceral for people. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we really we really stand up, you know, when it comes to our guns, and people react. But I've said before, when you look at the legal landscape, it is actually the least attacked right. Yeah. We, we react the most, but it's the least attacked. So the one thing, and I'm not, I'm, now I'm not dismissing the attacks that happen. I'm right. just saying the frequency of, of the assault on our rights. Um, property, I think, mm-hmm. would be at the top. Property, property, due, property yeah. and due process. Property and then and due the First process. Amendment, those things are in the court all the time. I mean, they're constantly under assault. Do you know, JC, that if if the courts dealt with the Second Amendment the way they deal with the Fourth Amendment, yeah, you people, wouldn't have a gun. We we wouldn't have a gun, but people would be losing their minds. Yeah. The Fourth Amendment by the Supreme Court yeah, I th- I looks think, like Swiss cheese. It's practically a non-existent right think, in America these days. I think flip that. The converse is more more poignant mm-hmm. if we reacted yes in response to the assault on our fourth amendment right our due process rights our property rights first amendment rights as we do for our for our uh, right to keep mm-hmm. and bear arms uh you know we we'd be in a different scenario so so that's just just an observation there you see this right. thing hasn't risen to that level in eight years um and then the other th- other thing to notice that I've noticed over the last, say, two decades, uh, it also seems counterintuitive. The assaults come uh, harder, you know, more in, in, with more intensity mm-hmm. when your own party has the f- is in power at the federal level. No, so yeah. the, the, yeah. the attacks are stronger under Trump. Right. Than under Obama, and I think what that is, uh, the Democrats, for instance, they they have this perspective: our guy is in power, and they kind of relax. They're yeah. not they're oh, yeah. not attacking. We as call intensely. it the Trump slump. Yeah, so it's it's sort of <laughs> it's sort of like a tribalistic. Well, but it's slump, not just though. it's not just Trump. It yeah. happens through oh, yeah, any administration. So there's this there's, there's this reactionary. <sighs> Some that our saviors here to fix us. Yeah, that what so, we talked about in the first segment. This idea that the federal government is your savior and your protector, and so the president in, is the head of so the federal in government. Fact, so then, the actual disposition you should have, mm-hmm. right? All right, our party took the federal government. Okay, let's brace for battle. Right. Okay, so we do the opposite. Right. We relax. No, in we fact, have power now. Let's go. But the yeah, Democrats should, do that though. Right. Look at Nancy Pelosi. Right. The Democrats have the House now. They're ready to attack. No. Okay. They're the ones that go on attack with power. Right, but but it's just, the point is, they they don't do that when their if their guy was in the the big seat, uh-huh. it wouldn't be that way, right? They fight harder when there's the opposition. Okay. Well, yeah, they so, do fight so harder, but they is, they always fight harder than well, they the always Republicans. fight. Yeah, they, they always, always fight. fight. Yeah, I'm talking about the intensity of it. Now, we mm-hmm. Republicans, yeah. conservatives, they just they take a vacation no matter what. But because well, it's, it's natural, is, we are the, the. I think the basic underlying principle for 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 liberty people is I'll leave you alone, so leave me alone. No, but right? you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. We I do. we have the wrong reaction, mm-hmm. like what you call the Trump slump. Okay, Trump's in office. All right, great. It's going to be good now. No, no. That's when the opposition fights harder. So when we mm-hmm. win federal offices. We should say, okay, time for battle, because they're going right. to be coming at us hard. 
Right. We, we got to stop relaxing and thinking we got this just because we got him in office. When you get him in office, that's when the fight really starts. Right, right. No doubt, no doubt. Well, so that just jumped out. out of me with this. Yeah, absolutely. Because now they're coming. Yeah, now they're Everywhere. coming. But here's the opportunity uh, for us to see, once again, the real nature of this Supreme Court. To see the real nature of the justices themselves. Because here's the thing. This is probably going to not strike well with some people out there. Okay? Because this is two stories that we're covering today. The New York Supreme Court case, right, which is coming. I don't want us to lose sight of that. But also, South Dakota becomes the latest state to allow concealed handguns without a permit. That's constitutional carry, right? Is that what they call it? That's what they call constitutional carry. Now, let me say this, JC, because this is very important. If we are going to champion South Dakota's authority to do this, then we cannot interfere with New York's authority to do what they do on their own soil. That is a New York issue, not a federal government issue. It is not up to Florida. It is not up to Georgia or South Dakota to tell New York how to run their business. Yes, it's a violation of these people's rights, but it's something that the New Yorkers have to live with or not live with. The the uh, the creation of the states as independent sovereign governments were so that the states could reflect the the ideologies and the the principles of the people of that state. If that's the way the people of New York want to live, if that's what they want their government to look like, then that's what the, the way that we have to let them be. And, and so letting New York be that. Now, this is now let me just say this. This is New Yorkers fighting against New York law. Right. Mm-hmm. The way it's supposed to be. New York should be fighting against New York laws. Um, but at this level now. Once this New York court comes across and says, no, this is okay, then you know what? The the next step in an independent, sovereign state is for the people to New Yorkers. get right, to get active and start resisting, right? That's what the people in the state have to resist the law. The sheriffs have to resist the, resist the law like they are in Washington. Yeah. Washington passes this gun confiscation law, and the sheriffs are coming out, and the police chiefs are coming out of everywhere saying, we're not going to support this. We also have a sheriff who come out and published in Washington, I will be enforcing that law, and now he's suffering the political consequences of that statement. Yeah. And so this is where the internal that's how it should happen. It, that's how it's supposed this to happen. Pro- the process in running to the Supreme Court actually affirms the idea that the Supreme Court is in charge of America and yes. every place in America. Yes. So, so you're reaffirming that the Supreme Court is is not a judicial body. It's a ruling body. It's an oligarchy who, by the way, doesn't get it right when it comes to personal liberty. They don't get it right when it comes to personal liberty. Look what they've done to the Fourth Amendment. Look what they've done to the Sixth Amendment. Look what they've done to the Seventh Amendment. Look what they've done to the Eighth Amendment. Look what they've done to the First Amendment, right? Look at all the things. They've imprisoned people based on their, the Supreme Court has imprisoned people based on their birth ideologies. If you were Japanese American during the Second World War, you go to prison without due process. Men, women, and children 
in prison for four years without any due process. If you are a, a black man and your name is Dred Scott and every black man after you, the Supreme Court says you are property. And then here's the thing that really, really bothers me, JC, is that the Supreme Court never says we believe. They never say that. We yeah. believe you have no property rights. We believe that government overrides your property rights. We believe that, that, that Japanese Americans are, are subclass citizens with no rights. We, don't, we believe. They say the Constitution says. So they're the worst kind of tyrant. They don't take responsibility for their own political correctness. And what they end up doing is is blaming the Constitution for everything so they get off scot-free. So now the whole history of America is people saying, well, you know, after all, the Constitution called people uh, property and the Constitution is, uh, you know, allows the federal government to come and take your property without a proper warrant. So I want us, and that's a really, really important point. I'm so glad you brought that out, JC. But South Dakota allowing uh, constitutional carry, as you have it. While Florida's ramping up restrictions to take your right to keep and bear arms. Hello, Florida. South Dakota's saying this is a natural right, and this is how it ought to work. I'll never understand Florida. I can't understand this government. Florida and Washington. I don't I don't State. understand this. Florida with a Republican but Washington doesn't have a Republican majority. Oops. Florida has a Republican majority for the first time in years there's a Democrat in the cabinet and the in the commissioner of agriculture, right? First time in years. And and we cannot get a state that will protect our they act as if they're they're all liberals. They're well. like they're all liberal progressives in Tallahassee. Florida people I, I don't know what we fight for in Florida because it doesn't seem to be making any difference. Well, we said before, all you need is a good crisis to get what you want. Yeah. Shoot a kid, rape a kid, kidnap a kid. Yeah. Set a kid on fire. There you go. <sighs> so kudos to South Dakota. Now, what about New Yorkers? Hey, look, you start resisting, you start removing people from office, or you use the power of your feet and you leave. That's how the, the free, we, you know, I think we've lost attachment to the free market system as a whole, JC. We don't realize that our states are supposed to be working under the free market system as well. When, when a state's government and the state's people no longer match your ideology, no longer match your principles, our union was established so that you could move. You could move to another state. Well, I don't want to leave, and I want to protect. Well, hey, then you have that fight, right? If that's what's on your heart, I don't want to leave, I don't want to abandon my state, then you have identified your fight. But if that's not your fight, because it won't be everybody's fight, it's time to move. And, and, that's, and, and that's hard. That's hard to understand. And it's also hard to to really enforce because, you know, this ideology of, hey, the federal government is the rule of everything actually bails out states when they make stupid decisions and the well, people leave and they go bankrupt. Well, Washington State's interesting, too, because it has open carry. Yeah. So it's a real yeah. dichotomy of, of stances. You know, I mean, here's another one. California Governor Newsom is is going to is working to disarm the people. He says we're going to defeat the gun lobbyists. Yeah, that's so, California. 
It's California. You gotta know if you live there. I'm a long, long way from my home. And I'm going to change all the things I find. The Chris Ed Hall Show. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. You know, one thing that Trump said last night was, um, I know it's supposed to be this so-do-free zone, but he said, we will never be socialists. We will never be socialists. And I saw that um, dur- here on YouTube during the break. I showed our Liberty First gear. And JC created and designed this really awesome T-shirt that says, Socialism Sucks. And I think that would be a great T-shirt for for everybody who appreciated what what Donald Trump said last night about how America will never be socialist. Wear your socialist suck T-shirt and tick off an Ocasio-Cortez lover. I'm going to do an update (laughs) with statistics to try to put statistics on the back. They used to have in the CIA fact book, uh, you know, how many people died. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, under the communist rule and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. I need. I'm, I'm gonna try to track that stuff down and put it on the back. I was. Uh, I was. I was sort of toying with a t- uh, with a troll the other day on on uh, on uh, Twitter, and and so he's totally ignorant. You know, the first mark of a troll is he has like 12 friends, and he signed up in 28 2008, right? So he's got 12 friends. He's been in 2008. So um, anyway, I, I recognize he was a troll, but you know me. I always want to put the message out there for other people to yeah, see. You carry a bag of troll food around with yeah, you. Yeah, I do. You sprinkle and feed the trolls, right? Just just long enough to get a message out there. And he's, he, he's like, you are all tyrants and we America's a tyranny. And then he said, and it, and, and, and then I was, I was already done playing, but then he said, he said, uh, <laughs> The only way we're going to break free from the tyranny of America is if we become socialist. (laughs) Wow. Was he quoting a Stalin speech? (laughs) The only way we're going to break free from the overbearing government power is to become socialist in America. (laughs) I'm like, you keep using that word. I don't think that word means what you think it means. (laughs) I wish I had a dunce cap graphic. (laughs) I know. He's the guy in the corner with the dunce cap on. But that's Ocasio Cortez. Yeah. That's Bernie Sanders. They 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 promulgate this propaganda that socialism is freedom. Yeah. <laughs> it is not do your history work. Miss Cortez, I want you to go to the whiteboard. I want you to write a hundred times Stalin is not a nice man. <laughs> Mao Tse Tung. It's not a nice man. Not a nice man. <laughs> Who is it? Oh, uh, oh no, Che Che Rivera. Yeah, and not you, a nice man. <laughs> if you say this, if you keep saying this stuff, we're gonna make you stand after school in line behind a dump truck waiting for chicken bones <laughs> for your dinner. Actually, what we're gonna do is we're gonna build a line of forty-seven people, and we're gonna make you wait in the back of the line for whatever's left out of the dump truck that's, you know. Right. <laughs> I, I hate making light of these people, but seriously, I you know. They make light of 60 million dead. R- well. Under Stalin. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, come on. I guess so. Uh, let me ask you a question, because why does everybody believe that, that 
Hitler is the worst guy that ever lived, and Stalin actually facilitated more murders than Hitler does. Well, what is the rewriting that of that revolves history? revolves around the Jewish question. Oh. Uh, so Something just, we don't want to get into right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I don't mean that as anti-Semitic or whatever. No, 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 I'm just no, saying no. it's a different, it has a different level of how people relate to it. I, right. I don't know why the atrocities uh, committed under Stalin are just almost like they didn't happen. I it's know. Weird. It's weird. I know. Just, it's just and we're seeing this in the in Russian culture. They yeah. actually aren't forgetting what Stalin did. I mean, how I many tens and tens of millions? Of, I mean, look up the Red Terror. Look up the, the famine uh, in the Ukraine where he starved people. I mean, it's basically stealing their food and uh, feeding everybody in the city while mm -hmm. an entire nation starved. That's and why. Here's the that's thing why it's usually, particularly in Western Ukraine, it's not a good idea to accidentally call them Russian. Oh um, yeah, because they they're the they farmers. Like that, that yeah, no kidding. So let me, uh, uh, this is why that bothers me, because the illustration of Stalin socialism is more powerful than the illustration of Hitler, because Hitler was pointed at a racial thing, and Hit Stalin was not. Stalin is pure socialism, right? Well, it's communism. This is what they'll try to split oh, hairs with you. I'm not talking about communism. I'm talking about socialism. So they try to make this... Uh, this, you know, fantasy of being able to divide the consequences of these systems. You know, so, JC, this is a show we need to talk about. Maybe we should schedule that this sometime this week because it's a very, very important lesson. Thank you guys for joining us today. We will see you tomorrow. Don't forget, Sunday, Charlotte, North Carolina, 7 p.m. See you there.